Welcome, everyone. I'm Henry DeVries. I'm your host for Agency Rainmaker TV. This is the TV show where we look at how do you make it rain for your marketing agency, your advertising agency, your PR agency, your digital marketing agency. Uh, I cover the subject for Forbes.com, and also I'm the CEO of Indie Books International. And with me today is Nona Prather. Uh, Nona has her own marketing agency and a very special niche. Uh, welcome, Nona. Tell us about your company. Thank you so much. Yes, I am a booking agency for professional speakers and consultants. I help um, get people on the right stages to be able to find the right communities where they can grow their network, grow their business. Nona helps many of our authors to get booked as a speaker. In fact, Nona and I are publishing a book on the subject. Nona, tell them about our upcoming book. Oh, yes. So my upcoming book is 24 Ways to Get Paid to Speak, and it should be out hopefully in about four to six weeks. Great. So tell us about your who. Uh, give us an insight into who you help get booked as a paid speaker. Yes, consultants are a big um, a big one, not just keynoters. So I, I do keynoters as well, but mainly it's consultants who want to get on association stages where decision makers congregate. So those are the stages we try to get them on. Where are these decision makers that are going to help grow their business the best? Where do they congregate and where are they going to be at to be able to hear your message? So that way you are marketing to a big group instead of one-on-one. -on -one. Introduce us to a few of your speakers. Why, why don't you talk about Frank King? Oh, yes. Frank King is amazing. He's a mental health speaker. He is the um, mental health comedian is what he calls himself. And so he speaks particularly to um, male dominated industries that ha have high suicide rates. So construction and dental are really big. And he's also done eight TEDx talks and he has the most on record so far. Um, why don't you give us the name of another client? Uh, yes, we also have Patrick McGowan, who is also an author of Henry as well. And so he helps people um, come across on the lens the right way, how to present themselves on stage. Um, so he's a really great one as well. Helps with um, communicating and networking and growing your business as well. Here at Indie Books, we say publishing the book is the starting line not the finish line. So the race is, the book is your entry fee to get into this race to find right fit clients. One of the ways you do that is to get on stage where people can hear you, as, as Nona said, decision makers. The challenge is, Nona, those certain stages you can't get on unless you're a professional speaker. Explain what that means, a professional speaker. Yes, to be a professional speaker, it needs to be clear that you are a speaker for hire. So you need a one sheet that states what exactly you're speaking about. What are the three topics that you are helping your industry solve, the problems that they have? And then also they need a demo video, which is doesn't need to be anything long and drawn out, maybe 30 seconds to a minute as well that shows them on stage. Um, a book is helpful as well for that qualifying factor. And then your LinkedIn also needs to be really flooded and engaged with um, opportunity, you know, showing that you're available for speaking opportunities as well. So you don't have to be 
a professional speaker first, it can be a separate thing, but you need to have all of these items to be able to present yourself as a speaker just to get on those stages in front of the decision makers. So Nona is an intermediary between the author and the meeting planner. So the meeting planner has certain concerns. One concern is, will people be upset because I put you on the stage? that they weren't screened properly or vetted properly. You might be very smart as the author of a book, but you might also be boring uh, or a little outlandish or any number of things. So tell us how meeting planners vet speakers. Yes, they look at what problems are going to be solved, but they also have to have in this day and age, they have to have some type of demo video. And so they need to see how you are engaging with the audience. What does your presence look like on stage? How are you speaking to other people? And um, also usually have a meeting on Zoom one-on-one -on -one so that they make sure that you are in line with their themes. You're going to be able to, um, to be on the same page as them. So there's a lot of interviewing, sending a lot of documents and that needs that goes on behind the scenes before a speaker is able to be paid to be on stage. Prior to forming Indie Books, I was assistant dean for public programs at the University of California, San Diego. So I was the person who arranged for public lectures, the most famous person being the His Holiness, the Dalai Lama of Tibet, uh, put him on the stage. Authors, other people put him on the stage, and we paid for them. Uh, the Dalai Lama said the speech was free. Um, I just had to cover his expenses, um, his expenses were a half million dollars uh, to, to fly him and 15 llamas in from Northern India, India and then put them up at the fl whole floor at the Hyatt. And, uh, you know, uh, I didn't have to pay for the bomb sniffing dogs, but I did have to uh, subsidize the uh, police snipers that were on the roof to protect him. So a lot of drama with booking somebody like the Dalai Lama. My message on that, and I'm going to get known as opinion on it, is you don't want a lot of drama around booking you. The more drama you create, the less likely you are to get booked. Uh, Nona, what is your advice to people who want to be booked by either a corporate audience or an association audience as a speaker? Um, yes, I do think this is this is the importance of having a booking agent on your side, because I know exactly what to say, what to do, what information they need, and I can go ahead and be the go-between. So simply, I make sure my client is available for that date, and I take care of everything else um, besides their travel. They do that. But I get the travel rate, negotiations, the program agreement, everything. So I want to make sure that the relationship is great. We don't want any of the clients, I mean, the clients can reach out, but not too much. Sometimes there can be a little too much back and forth. And so we just want to make sure it stays professional and having a booking agent on your side just makes you seem even better <laughs> than some of the others. Well, absolutely. If you're an important authority on a subject, you have people. And one of the people on your team is a booking agent who can also have those frank conversations with the meeting planner or the corporate person who um, is booking this and, and they can have a candid discussion. Isn't that right? Yes, exactly. I can talk my clients up. I, 
and everybody that I represent, I do love and think that they are really great speakers because I also vet the people that I also represent. And so I know for a fact, I have watched their videos. I have all the questions that I need. I usually send out about a three page questionnaire before I actually bring someone on, someone on. So that way I know exactly what to say. I don't have to, um, I don't know, let me ask them. No, I know exactly what they're about, what they talk about and exactly what the meeting planner needs to hear. So, yeah. One of the hard truths we teach our authors is that you need to get rich in a niche. Uh, in yes. Canada, they say niches, but uh, here in America, rich in your niche. Um, mm -hmm. Let's talk about the importance of having a niche. I know you have a great story about some people who have done it the wrong way and how they approach you about being a professional speaker. Uh, maybe you could share some of that and then share some of the importance of um, being specific on who you talk to and what you talk about. For sure. My biggest pet peeve is when I get on a discovery call and the speaker, the first question they have will say, what is what is selling right now? What is the hot topic? Okay, that's the wrong thing to ask because if you're not passionate about your topic, like I'm passionate about how to find paid speaking engagements and landing those speaking engagements. I really do love what I do. I love getting on the phone. I love networking. I get, love getting those contracts signed. Um, and if you're not passionate about it, it really shows. And if you're just on stage because you're look, you're chasing the dollar, that's, I mean, you're going to be wore out. The audience is going to be wore out. The decision maker is going to be really unhappy with the performance. You have to have a passion for what you're talking about. Forget about, don't even think about what is t selling right now. That's just the wrong way to go about it. You have to have, you have to be the expert in the field. You can't choose what the hot topic is and become that expert overnight. That's just impossible. You also have to be worth a certain amount of money. Um, trying to charge less is not going to attract more prospects. It's going to repel more people. No, and I like to say an expert with a book should be speaking in the five to ten thousand dollar range and then up. What what do you say on that advice to people? Yes, that's actually perfect. Associations um, is is around five thousand between five thousand and ten thousand usually with um, plus travel on top of that. But the problem that some sometimes that can happen is if you come in and you say, "Oh, I'm two thousand dollars." And then you become known as the expert in that field. Well, other other decision makers are going to talk. The association executives are going to talk to each other and they're going to say, well, I booked this person for $2,000. The next thing you know, you're you're in a hole and you, that you can't get out of very easily. So you need, I mean, I say, I always negotiate higher than we think. So I'll come in at 12,000 and hope for 75 in the end um, because you don't want to be stuck in that. And then even on my contract, I'll put, uh, 10,000 and then slash discounted to this if we've talked about it. So that way, even in the future, we can say, well, no, their, their fee was this, but the reason why we did this is because it was a local one or it was a contingent state. So it didn't cost as much. Um, they didn't have as many attendees, something, but we can still say, no, their typical day fee is still this instead of trying, and you know, just, you don't want to be caught in the, in the lower people, they spend more if they think they're getting something better. So the more they spend, the higher quality they get. And that's the same way with speakers, just the way with um, P 
people buy shoes. <laughs> they spend $150 on their running shoes because they know it's good quality. Same thing with speakers. They also think, I mean, it's obvious if they're spending $10,000 on a keynoter, they're going to get an amazing keynoter. I, I've made that mistake early in my career. I was trying to do people a favor and yeah. um, quoted a lower figure. And I remember the look of disappointment on their face. And they said, oh, we thought you were a better speaker than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it would have been better. What would I do now is say five to 10,000, handful of variables, happy to talk about that. Travel's part of that. If they want to buy copies of my book for the audience, that's part of that. If they want to make a recording of me and use it later for training purposes, oh, that's licensing. You want to license my image. Yes. And there's a cost associated with that. So all those things play in. It's nice if the booking agent is doing that negotiation, haggling, if you will, for you, um, because they also don't want to upset the speaker and insult them before they get there. But they have a budget and other concerns. So, uh, oh, and it's never just you or nothing. You're in competition. Let me let me tell you, there are other people who would like that speaking engagement, would like to be in front of that right fit audience. Don't I see it's time to wrap it up. Is there one last piece of advice you'd like to leave our viewers? Sure, yes. Um, search for local, try to speak monthly so that you get practice. Um, don't worry about the pay right away because that will come later. If you're passionate on stage, other people will see that and they will refer you. So look for those local engagements, get as much networking done as you can and just keep going, making those phone calls, finding those leads. There's a lot of work that goes behind a speaking opportunity that you don't see lots of phone calls, lots of follow-up emails. It's a long drawn out process. Things may not work out until if you but pitch yourself for an event, it may not happen for six months in the future. So that's why you, it just needs to be a steady drumbeat of follow-ups until, well, until forever. It's just a lifestyle as a speaker, honestly. You know, I guess we'd be remiss. Um, I didn't ask you, and we should tell people, how, how did you get started in this business? How does one become a booking agent? Oh, yes. I love that question um, because then I get to brag a little bit about my dad. So he is a professional speaker and he still is to this day. He's um, doing a little less speaking, a little more flight instructing these days. But he's still, because he's the expert in his industry, which is safety, OSHA training, he does hazard and recognition uh, workshops. And so he's very well known in his safety industry. And so um, I grew up in that household of speakers. My stepmom is also a doctor um, and she also does some consulting and speaking herself. So it was just a way of life going every summer to NSA and then helping him mail his books, answering our phone. Cause back in the day, we didn't all have cell phones. It was one house phone. We had to answer it a certain way and always be ready to make the clothes. Even at 11 years old, I was booking my dad for events. So it was, it was a really fun atmosphere to grow up in and a lot of experience. And I never dreamed I would make this a career, but I, I ended up loving it and I'm still loving it. I know your dad, your stepmom, and uh, me, we're very proud of you and the uh, advances we've seen in the last decade and your career. Um, 
um, great job and keep it up. Thank you for being uh, our guest today on Agency Rainmaker TV. Uh, look forward to that book coming out and uh, people being able to get a copy of it. A lot of great tips you've put in that book. And I'm, I'm also proud to be your co-author on it. So that's today's episode. Thank you for joining us on Agency Rainmaker TV. And until we meet again, make it rain. <laughs>